Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris <coughs> with a slightly croaky throat. Uh, no injury at all, just uh, early morning croaky throat syndrome. <coughs> so please forgive me if there's a few huckum, huckum, huckums. <coughs> when you build something, you have to be able to trust it. I mean, that goes without saying. You build a football team, you build a house, you build a career, you build anything. You, you build a car, a bike, you have to be able to trust it. The first thing that we're going to talk about today, and good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, is building yourself. Because everything that you build comes from you. And if you don't trust you, there's a bit of a problem. Um, there's a, an innate problem, and that is that the foundation on which you build whatever you build is sand. Um, there's a song we used to sing in church, I remember, when I was a kid, uh, build on the rock and not upon the sand. And I can't remember any other word from the song <laughs> in church, but that was it. And, uh, well, it's pretty good advice, actually. But the rock is in in the case of the biblical sense is, is God uh, and in the meta metaphysical sense, which is where I come from, it is self. So let's just go through the seven areas of life and think about today uh, relying and trusting yourself. Let's talk about relationship. Relationship with another human being is something we build. And that relationship with somebody else is something that we want to trust. But what are you going to trust about that relationship? Are you going to trust that it's perfect? Are you going to trust that it's the right relationship? Are you going to trust that this relationship is uh, going to last forever? Are you going to trust that this relationship is founded on the concept of love or convenience or whatever? Uh, let's talk today, just this moment, about what you can trust in a relationship and what would be wise to trust in a relationship. A relationship with another human being, if it's based on an earthly level, is meant to be pleasure. It's meant to be that being with somebody is better than being without somebody. Most often that's not the case. Most often people would be happier without the somebody they're with, but they're with somebody and they've built up a, a history and they're either afraid to separate from that history or uh, afraid to be alone. And that keeps them bound to a person and they call it love um, and it's a bond of, which is a religious bond called marriage it's a contract created in a church of all places or a government to bind people together. Hmm. The reason for that is that if we sign a contract to be together, it makes it harder to, it's easy to enter, very hard to exit. And that was originally for the purpose of security for children because two people could come together very easily, two people could very easily fall in love people could very easily make babies and people could very easily, men, 
could very easily abandon an, a, a woman in the days gone of old who couldn't work and couldn't fend for herself. And so the woman classically in those days was bound to a family as a just in case, as a trampoline set, just in case the man decided to pack, a, pack up his bag and go and start uh, making a nest <laughs> with somebody else, which is, again, easy to do. So we built a contract. This contract is not something that I think is worthy of trust. And so you need to be careful uh, basing the uh, trust that you have on the contract. Also be careful basing the trust you have in a relationship based on the term, how long it's gone, because that counts for nothing. In fact, the longer it goes, the more probable it will fail if you look at the statistics. So what can you trust? Well, in a metaphysical sense, what you can trust is if you're meant to be together, you'll be together, and if you're not meant to be together, you won't. That's a universal truth. Um, you could say the universe will, will provide the information therein. In other words, you're there until you're not. I think that's a lovely thing to base it on because it's too easy to start thinking, come and go, come and go in a relationship. Whereas there's so much learning and so much love and so much experience to have that, uh, that our judgments, our earthly judgments and our contractual judgments become rather uh, what's the word for it, tenuous in their in their uh, in their quality so while you're learning while you're growing while you're evolving and while you're being challenged in a relationship and while you're being loved and while you're being while there's a dream of the future shall we say a relationship will stay together and that's I think something that you can trust and and I think that's the beauty of having a universal viewpoint looking back at an earthly situation, you can see it and say, well, this is just, it, it, it is perfect. And it's meant to be that way. We're meant to learn. So the definition of love in a relationship is support and challenge. And uh, we have this I earthly idealism that a good relationship is one that supports us. But it's also meant to challenge us, to give us, to confront our judgments, to confront our uh, expectations to confront everything that we hold precious and challenge in a metaphysical sense which is where we're talking here uh, with the universal viewpoint challenge means to question the boundaries around which you define yourself so in other words to push you bigger the the only challenge is the ch when we're talking metaphysics and we're talking about support and challenge being the universal definition of love. Challenge is the challenge to the boundary in which you define yourself. Now, we try to trust that boundary. So now we're coming back to self-trust again, which is the topic of today's podcast. We try to trust that boundary and we define ourselves. I know this, I believe this, I think that, I, know, I, I go here, I, I visualize this. And these are the, the things we trust, but they're very untrustable. Because we know that we, we're, we like the uh, like the universe, is is uh, ever expanding. And the way that expansion happens is people question our boundary. We, and when our boundary gets questioned, we don't like ourselves. We don't like others, or we don't like ourselves. We go, how dare they? Or 
person annoys me or this situation gives me the shits or how dare they treat me like that. And you know when you get this feeling of being um, mm. what would be called um, not respected or diminished or uh, put down, that it's time, it's not, the problem is not the other person. The problem is you not expanding as the universe is and getting bigger. Now this expansion is a really big trick because all expansion, all expansion is, um, all expansion is exponential. So if something expands, it doesn't expand linearly or gradually, it expands exponentially. And so the more we expand, the more we expand. Which means when you write a vision of what I'm gonna do in the future, that's a guarantee that in a sh very short period of time, as you start to move in that direction, it'll be a time to expand it. So in a relationship, you can trust that you will be challenged to expand your boundary. And that includes what you believe to be right and wrong, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about, um, uh, what you believe about believing. Those things will continually be pushed out. And so it's important to realize that you can trust a relationship will expand your boundary. And if you hold firm on your boundary, you'll have an argument with that person because they, the, 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 the definition of challenge is to push you down or to challenge that boundary, which, which means shrinking you from the boundary. Very rarely is it ex to expand you beyond it, but it can be too. Most often it tries to shrink you within the confines of the boundary and your job is not to go crazy, but to recognize every time you get a stress, every time you get an anxiety, every time you get nervous about something, every time you get hurt, disappointed, and I'm gonna give it one big fat word and call it frustrated. Every time you get frustrated by something, it's you holding firm to a small version of yourself. So you can trust that. Go to work and find um, uh, success and failure, you know the definition of success is an ever-changing, ever-moving, ever-morphing, <clears throat> ever-increasing. Like companies will say, here's your budget this year and here's your budget next year. They add 10% or 15% of the budget in order to keep you expanding, keep you challenged, to push you into training, to push you into concept. But it's very unwise in your career to rely on linear growth that is uh, appropriate for the job you're in when the world is expanding exponentially. That means we have to take some responsibility for growth in our careers, in our success formula, outside of what the company will deliver as a challenge inside the company. In other words, we need to define ourselves in our career bigger than the job we're in which is an ever-expanding boundary. Again, uh, just like in relationships, pushing the boundaries of belief and love and the ability to uh, 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 have X-ray vision over what people do and don't do, and therefore hold trust for yourself. In, in your career, to hold trust for yourself in your career, you need to be operating um, in, on a scale outside of the needs and the, 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 the uh, 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 
the expectations of the company you've built or the company you work for. And that means you stepping away from that and saying, my career is growing faster than my job. <laughs> my success expectation is growing faster than my job. So there's going to be a gap between what you're delivering at work and what you're capable of delivering at work. And if you're delivering at work, you're in an infrastructure and that infrastructure sometimes can't adapt and morph, but you can adapt and morph. So you need to have things outside of work that you're working on, courses that you're doing outside of the company, coaching that you're doing for that matter, outside of what the company is endorsing that pushes you to new expectation, new realizations of yourself. Your health is another topic and it's very easy to uh, uh, become, um, what's the word for it, obsessed with health, when really the definition of health is a reduced dependence on what your body wants. In other words, the more you evolve, the more you evolve in your, in your health, the less you will gratify your appetites. So, in other words, uh, if you become a really evolved health person, you probably won't consume alcohol at all. You probably won't consume any sugar at all. You'll probably eat less during the day. You'll probably get off some um, uh, 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 coffees and things like that. You become less dependent on your body's satisfaction, but more dependent on uh, having your body being a less influence on on your ability to fulfill a day in your life. And that means it'll get smaller. So a bigger body is going to become a, a, a bigger burden to you. A bigger body uh, doesn't have much benefit. It also becomes more of a uh, maintenance issue. And a smaller body becomes uh, less of an issue, less of a, a, a challenge. And so you'll start to, as I said, evolving your body doesn't mean uh, being able to run a marathon. In fact, that would be the complete contradiction of it. Evolving your body means reducing its need to run a marathon, so to speak. And so in, in, evolving health is not about being fitter and fitter and fitter. Evolving health is uh, maintaining your body in a state of, uh, in, in a state of um, not distraction, or a state of uh, 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 capacity to support you in growth. Uh, what I've done in the 30-day challenge uh, with people is said, you only need three minutes a day on a, on a burst training uh, cycle bike to keep your cardiovascular system in, in its hyper state. We don't need to run 50 kilometers. We don't need to ride our bikes uh, 100 kilometers. We don't need to swim. 10 kilometers in the ocean. We don't need to, to do all these things to, to evolve our body. We actually need to do the opposite and spend less and less time uh, and, and, and give the body less and less work to do, so to speak. So we don't load it up with burdens, we, we free it up. And this is a really interesting definition of evolving the body. So if you meet people um, who are uh, let's say gurus and what have you, typically, not always, but typically um, people get thinner.
socially, we realise that we can impact people outside of our family. And the small bubble we live in, which is um, I'm, I'm impacted by what my family think, um, is quite often a little remnant of that safety blanket that we, we, if we fall, we know we can go to blood. We know we can go to family if we fall. And uh, that's a, quite a primal and necessary uh, part of trusting yourself. But it isn't necessarily a good, uh, a good um, boundary to place on what you do. Running away from family is as bad as sticking with it. But what we do is we say, I'm bigger than the family I was born into. And that means socially we, our reach becomes outside the family, it becomes outside our country. It becomes outside our job even and our relationship, our reach for actually impacting the world gets bigger and bigger. And I think what we need to do, all of us, from time to time is ask how far am I reaching? How far am I impacting? How many people am I helping uh, evolving? Now, we don't have to give money to evolve people, but if we have an abundance of money, that's what we can give. But we have abundance of time, we can give some of that. If we have abundance of love, we can give some of that. There's lots of things we can give others outside the reach of our family. And, you know, I know there's a quote that says, you know, generosity begins at home and all these things. And I concur with that. But if we're evolving, that generosity, that definition of family becomes outside the bloodline and outside of friendships and outside of workmates. It starts to say, how can I impact the family that isn't my blood in places where there is need? Mentally, the growth path that we can trust is that we will always rise to the point of our own incompetence. <clears throat> so mentally, our, 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 um, our mission must be to learn something every day that, uh, and in our lives, be learning things we don't need to apply straight away. A great example of this is, uh, I was talking to someone a couple of days ago who just put uh, in excess of $100,000 into buying a, two blocks of land in a virtual city in a world that's been built by a computer and then renting those blocks of land out and getting income from it through tokens and bitcoins in a virtual world. <clears throat> now, I've got to say, to a person who grew up in Mildura playing in the dirt with toy cars, with tin toy cars, not plastic ones, the reach from there to this conversation and to see that there is a, a world out there called the metaverse which is operating quite happily, that Microsoft's largest product at the moment is, is a game. Um, uh, and, and to see that this, this universe within a screen is becoming more and more and more tangible, more and more uh, profit-making, more and more real. Is, is a great stretch. And so I know this is going to be the topic of my study for the next 12 months, understanding virtual reality more, understanding these metaverses and understanding these things. I don't need it. It is not going to make me a dollar tomorrow, understanding these things. I can't sell the wisdom from it because I'll be naive. However, it's important to keep my mind expanding, uh, staying relevant, growing, so that uh, I can deliver to myself trust 
that the knowledge I have isn't just stagnated. So, that's trust. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.